morning, church. I'm just excited to be here. And as Ashish was saying, I love our community. There's one thing that we do very well is to love. And we love because God loved us first, right? So come, if you're newcomers watching us online, you are here for the first time, or been coming for a couple of weeks, do join us for our welcome lunch and get to know us, each one of us. As we, were, um, as we started our day today, um, Ashi started with the opening and he started to talk about focus on Jesus, anxiety, worries, and things that we are going through in our life. And that ties in so well with what I wanted to speak. And then we sang some beautiful songs led by Josh and the team. And it just brings us all together to the place that wherever we are in our life right now, God has a plan and purpose for us. God has already destined for us things that are already there for us. We are here, but we know that things are already planned for us. So there is nothing to fear. Before I go into that, I just want to say that um, in the busyness of our life, we forget the words that have been spoken over us, the prophetic that has been released. Quite a lot of us would have heard received words that you're going to do this, God is showing you this. Um, the words, the promises in the book, in the, in the Bible, and I just want us to encourage that do not let those words go away. They've been spoken over you. Let them, those are seed. Let them take root in your life and bear fruit in all seasons. Amen. So uh, just on the humor side, I wanted to title my message as the bold, the big, the bold, and the beautiful. And my son heard it, and he said it just sounds so soapy, sappy, and so popperish. So I was like, okay, but that's my love story with God, right? And I think that's your love story with God, too. The big God, the bold move that he made to save us, and the love that he sent his own son to die for me so that I can be saved, and I'm right here. That's another story to tell at another time. I'll go with the title, Be Bold and Be Courageous. And I think it just, it just ties in with the season well as we, have, as we are overcoming this season of fear right now, the, 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 the uh, season of uncertainties. And I just want to bring that word to each one of us. As a church and in our life groups, we are going through a book called Emotionally Healthy Discipleship. And it's a great book. It talks about transforming discipleship. And James, James, Greg, and other leaders have already spoken about it. They have laid a very good framework uh, to talk about the four pillars that we have. And we would gradually move into that. In our life group, we are having interesting discussions from this book. And one thing that has stood out for me has been emphasizing doing for God rather than being with God. And it's just so important for us to be with God. Because when we are with God, we are spending time. It's like with any other relationship. If you are spending time with your spouse, with your friend, with your family member, you are actually getting to know them. So being with God is spending time with God, knowing him, reading his word, digging deeper, having our identity being established and having our identity going deeper so that no lies can move us from that identity of the truth and the fact that we know and how Jesus sees us. So come whatever the storm, being with God is so important. And then from that source, when we have filled in, we can move, we can release from that source. And what comes out of it is the fresh water that flows out of our bellies. And it touches, it changes the environment around us, in our homes, in our families, in our workplaces, our businesses, our communities, nations. And each one of us sitting here 
is a leader, is a, is a person who has been called to do, to, do, uh, to do those great things. We are not defined by our world standards. We are not defined by our circumstances. We are not defined by our emotions. We are not our personality types. And one of the things that I have to do in my work is to administer personality tests and uh, different types of personality tests. And they would actually be on a spectrum that you can be type A, type B, you can be level one, you can be introvert, extrovert, dominant, any of those things. But what I want to say is that those things don't define us. They may be on a spectrum, we might be a borderline introvert, a full-fledged uh, introvert, it doesn't matter. It's not an excuse for us to be in that place. It's a thing for us to know who we are. We know what our strengths are, what our weaknesses are, but it gives us the opportunity to open up, to work on those weaknesses, to identify those opportunities, increase our communication, become better persons. Right? But it does not typify us. So if I say I'm a type A person, I'm a type B person, good. But I need to know what I'm more and beyond that. What God has created me to be. And the word says that we are his masterpiece. We are his workmanship uh, in Christ Jesus to do good works which God created in advance for us to do. We are created. We are the masterpiece. We have everything perfect inside of us. We just need to go back into that source and and take it from there. Similarly, we are not defined by our circumstances. What we may be going through right now, or uh, what we may have gone through in the past does not define us, it does not limit us in any way. We are not bound by our emotions, and God's word has the power to break these barriers and set us free. God's word is so powerful. God's spirit, God's power is so powerful that it can break those barriers. Quite often, we become the victims of our own emotions, isn't it? We become prisoners, and we ourselves put us in that little cage. We stand in it. We put those barriers around us, and we say that I am who I am. This is what I am. I cannot do anything. It's so easy for us to put labels on ourselves, and we do it ourselves. Forget about people. The world is not kind to us. The world would say things. We take it, but we ourselves pull that label and stick it on ourselves. But we are not defined by those emotions. We are not defined. So if we can break free of that prison, we ourselves have the courage, the boldness to remove those bars and set ourselves free, there is no constraint, there is no restriction. I'm sure we have all suffered. We have all various degrees of pain. We have got loss, heartaches, right? And uh, it would be easy to sit back, uh, move to a comfortable zone, oh, I'm never ever going to go out and do that thing again. Never. That's not me. That's not me who's going to take the risk. And no more having any faith-filled expectation, having a hopeless life, uh, a held-back life, you know? Living in, in, in installments. I always call it, if you're not living in your full potential, you're living in installments, in small, small spurts of, of life, not really enjoying the freedom that we have in Christ. Fear is an emotion. An enemy would love us to be in that place. And therefore, fear is an emotion. It is in our soulish uh, realm. It's in our soul. And we all experience fear at times. And I don't me mean like the fear of sipping hot water that, or hot coffee that would scald our lip, but fear, really being in fear. Um, fear is good for us also because it tells us that we can run away if there is a bear chasing after you. 
we were in Paris Sound and we heard about this bear who was roaming in that area. And I would be really worried if I was w walking out in the dark and a bear was chasing me, I would definitely run. Uh, the, <laughs> the fear of, uh, of God, that is awe and reverence that we have for him. But the fear that I want to talk about is the one that paralyzes us. That just makes us do nothing. We cannot move. We make decisions out of that fear. So we don't make rational decisions. We don't make God-supported uh, uh, decisions. We make decisions that are out of our fear in a paralyzed state. It controls our mind. I just want to dwell a little bit more about this fear. This, what is this fear, right? So the dictionary says fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or threat. It is an emotion, and it's a problem if it starts to control us. And quite often, we find ourselves in situations where we freeze. We become paralyzed to make a, deci a decision to step out. Um, the fear of the past, whatever has happened in the past, it starts to come hounding back, and we don't take decisions for the future. But I want to tell you something, that fear is a liar. And fear is a thief. Fear robs us, fear steals us, steals from us, and fear is not a lie, uh, it's not a truth. It feels like you are stuck in a loop, you know, right? like those old uh, movie cassettes that we would have that you put the movie and then it gets stuck and then the same thing keeps going again and again. Fear is something like that. But it takes you in that place where you get stuck and again and again you're seeing the same thing. But you have a choice because it's only an emotion. You can fight the fear, you can confront the fear, or you can allow it to take over, your uh, over you. So f we can fight it through faith. And faith is a gift of God. Quite often we use fear and faith together as if they're opposite. They're not. Because fear is only in the soulish realm. However, faith is a gift of God. And faith takes you to a level where you can fight this fear. So what is faith? And I just love this, this definition, biblical definition of faith. And we all know it. We have all heard it hundred and thousand times. It, in Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says... Now faith is the assurance, and I've used the amplified uh, version. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things that we do not see, and the conviction of their reality. Now just to look back, the words that stand out from this definition is, faith is the assurance of things that we have only hoped for. We have only hoped for it. We have not seen it. We've only hoped, and there we have the assurance of that thing. It is the evidence of things that we have not seen. And it is the conviction of the reality, the reality that, again, we have not seen. So there is something very different happening here, something from the supernatural to physical is happening. So we are here. We are hoping. We have not seen, but it's already being assured in the heavenly. It's already being assured in the supernatural. The Greek word that is used in the New Testament is pistis, which means a belief of conviction with the complementary idea of trust. And this pistis, this faith, is always followed by an action. It's not something that we only speak, we think, we dwell on, but there is an action that comes after it. And that's why it is so important. So where fear grips you, it paralyzes you, here we have faith removes you from that place, and it takes you, moves you, it mobilizes you 
into something that you want to do. So if I look at this definition and in terms of fear, fear is very temporal, right? It's, it's temporary. Faith is supernatural. We, sitting here people, children of God, see through the eyes of faith, fight from the place of victory, which is already won for us, and we are seated in the heavenlies. And I feel so nice looking here right now. It feels like you're already seated in the heavenlies, you know, the way the, the roof is going up like that, high up there, not here, already seated in the heavenlies. So you fight from that point. You fight from that place, not from here. And therefore, fear stands no chance in our lives. Amen? I would like to point three points that I have seen in my life and that I would like to take from the, uh, take, uh, for you to take away from today uh, to confront these fears, which is crippling us or holding back to make those decisions. The first one is hold your position. To be bold, to be courage, hold your position. In a battle, it is very important that you hold your position. If you face your opponent, you can't go back in some corner and try to attack. You've got to have a position from where you're going to fight. And I will take two instances from the word. In Second Chronicles, we see the story of Jehoshaphat, who was facing three different enemies. And he calls this council, and the Spirit of God comes over Jehaziel, who reveals the game plan. And it's such an interesting game plan. In Second Chronicles 20, 15 to 18, it says, listen, all Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you. What does he say? Do not be afraid, do not be dismayed at this great horde, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, now this is the reality, this is fact. Fear is not living in denial. I mean, like faith is not living in denial. These are facts, right? So tomorrow go down against them. Behold, they will come up the uh, ascent of Ziz, you will find them at the end of the valley east of the wilderness of Jeruel. However, you will not fight. Stand firm, hold your position, and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. So they will come. You will find them. But you don't fight. What do you do instead? You hold your position and stand firm. In, the, in this war, in this battle of fear and faith, you hold your position. And there's another instance of uh, um, David and Goliath, when David is going to fight Goliath. In 1 Samuel 17, 48, it says, he, David ran quickly towards the battle line to meet him. David again did not go and hide in the back. He ran towards the battle line. So what is your position in this battle? Battle line, right in front. Take your position. Get ready. Okay? And what does this, this position mean? It's right here. As you were singing these songs, right here. Right? Remember who you are in Christ Jesus. Because if you know who you are, the lies will not take you away from that position. You will know exactly where you are and what you have and who you are. And therefore, there will be no fear. Because you are victorious, you're accepted, you're justified, you're redeemed, you are saved and completely forgiven. So these lies that enemy will throw at you, it doesn't matter because you already know who you are. In this position, you are seated in Christ with, uh, in the heavenlies. 
And you were born to courage, not to fear. Amen. So when we fight from the place of victory that Christ himself has rendered for us, we are more than conquerors. The second thing is that if we take our position, what do we do there? Do we look at our challenges and our giants? We focus on Jesus, right? And again, Ashish was talking about it, focus on Jesus. So in that position where you are standing, you are not looking down here. You got to look up here. You got to look up and focus on Jesus. Peter, as long as he was, he wanted to walk on water. As long as he was walking, looking at Jesus, focus on Jesus, he was walking. The moment he dropped his gaze and he looked back at the storm, he started to sink. Focus on Jesus. The other thing is having a higher view. So if this is my vision, I'm standing here, I can see here, I can see here, or maybe I can see that far. I'm not seeing the whole picture. I'm not able to. And when the storm comes in, when those difficult times comes in, the things that we are in right now or going through, we cannot see anything else but the situation. We cannot see the giants. We, we only see the giants. We only see those blocks. We only see the hurdles. We only see the winds sweeping by. We cannot see beyond that because we are in our physical, right? But when we focus our eyes onto Jesus, when we go onto, an high, onto a higher view, in Psalm 121, it says, I will lift my eyes to the hill. hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of the heaven and the earth. That's my higher view. So I focus on to Jesus, my focus high up there, having a very objective look of what, where I am, what my situation looks like. So take your position, focus on Jesus. Second Timothy says, for God has not given us a fear of, a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, but he has given us a sound mind, power of love, power and of love and of sound judgment and personal discipline. The spirit of fear is not in us. The second point is having the right mindset because the battle is in our mind. It's all here. Thoughts, lies, right? Those are right here. So when we are battling, when we are in the storm, if we give every thought captive to Jesus, every thought that runs past by, we give it captive to Jesus, it just makes so much of a difference. And we have to believe that God has given us the ability. He has placed things inside of us. We have everything that we need to fight this battle. Remember the story of Joshua and Caleb, right? 12 were sent out. 10 came back with the story of giants and all the things that they cannot do, only seeing the giants. But only the two came back saying that they saw the giants, again, the reality. But these are the opportunities that we have. So when we are in, in that storm, in the midst of a storm, it's so important to have the right mindset. Uh, mindset. When you are in that situation, what do you ask? Do you ask that you're going to believe the truth or the lie? You're going to believe the natural or the supernatural? You're going to believe the, the giants and the Goliaths, or you're going to believe the truth which is there? Or the opportunities that God has for us? God always wants us to choose him. He wants us to put our faith in him, and faith is required when you are in doubt, right? Faith is required when you are in fear. And faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. So go back to the word, dig deeper. The third thing 
if you have taken your position, you have worked, your focus is on Jesus, you have the right mindset, what is very important is that you take action. Because if you have the faith, you, have, you know where you are, what your thoughts are, you have reminded yourself of the goodness of God because each one of us has a story. And we remember what God has done for us. Keep, uh, remind yourself. And then you take action. This is the time to take action today. So the, the scriptures that I quoted is very much what we all know. We know it. We know it by heart. We've been learning it from our Sunday school time. But sometimes in the midst of storm, the things, when things don't make sense, we get to remind ourselves. So take your position, get the right mindset, and then take action. What are some of the actions that you can take? Praise and worship. Digging into the word. Or be like David, that you pick up the sword and you chop off the head of the enemy. Amen? You take fear and you chop it off. Kill it. Complete annihilation. Fear has no place in our life. We are the redeemed children of God. And that's, that's what I wanted to say today. That's what I wanted to encourage you. That wherever we are in our life, anything which is holding us back, it's time to take the step to, to come out of it. It's time for us to move out of that. Take the step. All those people who are standing in that the threshold where one step would make a difference to everything that we do, I encourage you. All, anybody who is waiting for a commitment to, to something, waiting to sign on something, uh, somebody who is held back by the fear of unknown, fear of uncertainty, uh, fear of, uh, of papers, documentations not coming through, fear of uh, what our children are going to be, what, what is happening in our life, any of those fears, any of those phobias, any of those things which are holding us back from living into the full potential, today is the time to take that action. And I just want to close. I would like to read a few scriptures over you. Just close your eyes and receive the scripture because word of God is the power that breaks out. I just want to read from Deuteronomy 31, 6 to 8. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Psalm 27, 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Isaiah 41.10, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And last one, Isaiah 40.31, but those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk. Thanks, Shobna. <clears throat> so it was, it was a wonderful reminder that our identity is in Christ. Our identity is in nothing else but Christ. And, and, and I, was, I was really blessed by this word. And I, as I was listening to the word, there are three points that I have taken back. One is hold your position, hold your ground. Focus on Jesus and take action. I think these are the three wonderful points. Thanks, Shobna, for sharing um, your heart out here. And um, and and as we close this um, the service, 
Um, I would just li like to remind everyone that um, you'll have to you'll have to pick up your kids as you walk out of the hallway, and uh, so that's important. And the second is um, you can you can spend some time here, um, you know, socializing or outside the the cinema theater because uh, if if you spend time in the in the in the foyer, then it it creates confusion for the people who are running this place. So. Uh, so please feel free to spend some time here, but uh, and and after that you can spend time outside outside the cinema theater. Yes, with with that I want to um, bless you all and and have a great week, and and we'll see you all next week. Okay, God bless you.